the, the title again of which is The Power of the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes funny things happen in my mind. And as I was thinking about this text and I was thinking about what I was going to share, I kept hearing a particular song in my mind that goes something like this. I've got the power. <laughs> it is not a Christian song. because, <laughs> Oh, Pastor, what is that hymn? I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, it is not a hymn whatsoever. It was a famous song from many, many years ago. Uh, right? And there was something kind of like, like a, a powerful declaration. I've got the power. It just feels good. I've got the power. Well, today we're, we're going to declare that, that without God, we are powerless. Amen? But with God and with his spirit, we have all the power that we need in, or, in order to do what God's calling us to do. So the scriptures um, in, in Acts chapter 1 is a powerful little scripture. And, uh, and here's how it starts. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. That was verse 1. Verse 2, until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. I want you to know that Jesus himself spoke through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? You remember very well the story. Jesus goes up to the, 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 the water, and John the Baptist is baptizing people, kind of like what we did today. John the Baptist was baptizing people, and Jesus shows up to John the Baptist, and when he does, the Bible says that John the Baptist said, no, I don't, I don't want to baptize you. You need to baptize me. And Jesus said, no, no, this is the way that it needs to happen. And John the Baptist baptizes Jesus, and then the Bible says that the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus, in the form of a what? Anybody know? In the form of a dove. And it's an interesting passage because we see Jesus, we see the Holy Spirit, and then we hear these words that come from God the Father saying, This is my beloved Son. With Him I am well pleased. Amen? We believe that God is Father, He is Son, and He is Holy Spirit. And even Jesus spoke in the power through the Holy Spirit and he had chosen apostles. Verse 3 of Acts chapter 1 says, After his suffering, how many know that Jesus suffered for us? Amen? That he paid the price. It's good for us to remember. He presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Jesus spoke about God's kingdom verse 4 on one occasion while he was eating with them bless the lord jesus liked to eat amen there were times where jesus didn't eat and he fasted but there were times where he ate and listen to this jesus was resurrected he came back from the dead and he was resurrected and he still ate after that praise god our new resurrected bodies we're going to get to still eat and enjoy some food amen Thank you, Jesus. That's why I'm working on getting better at the kitchen so we can uh, eat well. Amen? <laughs> Just learn how to make Puerto Rican beans. Praise be, be to God. I'm a 42-year-old Puerto Rican man that did not know how to make Puerto Rican beans, but finally it has happened after 42 years. Jesus ate. And he says this. While he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem. And, and here's the scripture there. You see it, right? It's the second text. I'm, I know I'm jumping a little bit here, but just bear with me. He was eating with them. He gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. 
For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with what? With the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying there is a place for water baptism. That is part of the process, but there is only a certain level that water baptism can get you. There is something else that Jesus had in mind. He says, John the Baptist baptized with water, but there's another baptism coming. And I spoke last week about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is the first time where Jesus says, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Right beforehand, if you can jump up to the text that is at the top of the page, Jesus, this is at the end of the, the book of Luke, and, and Luke, by the way, wrote the book of Luke. Isn't that cool? Luke wrote Luke, in case you're wondering who wrote this book, but he also wrote the book of Acts. It was the same author, and this same author wanted you and me to know something for sure, so he says it again. He said it the second time in Acts. The first time in Luke, here's what he said. 24 verse 49, I am going to send you, this is Jesus talking, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city. Say, stay in the city. Good news, we're in the city, amen? We can stay in the city until you have been clothed with what? With power from on high. Stay wait until you have been clothed with power from on high. And, and hopefully you see the similarities. In Acts he says, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. John baptized with water. In a few days you will be baptized with the? In Luke he says, wait, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. Stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Here's what I want to tell you. There is a connection between the Holy Spirit coming on you and you having power. Say Holy Spirit and power. Say power and Holy Spirit. There is a connection. Jesus tells the disciples, don't leave yet. Don't go anywhere yet without being prepared. I'm going to give you something that you need in order to move forward. The first fill in there, the, the, this power from on high is available to you. And the, the fill-in is the word power. The word power. In Greek, it comes from the root word called dunamis. Isn't that a great word? Say dunamis. Dunamis. And, and, and that's where the, the root word dynamite comes from. Right? You're familiar with dynamite, right? You throw some dynamite, and it's a powerful thing. You don't mess with dynamite, right? That's where it comes from, the dunamis, power. The definition is physical power or force or might. It's ability. It's efficacy. It's energy. And so Jesus was saying, wait until you've been clothed with power, with dunamis, with dynamite inside of you so that you can accomplish something that you could otherwise not accomplish without it. And some of us struggle because we're going through certain addictions and we're going through certain things and it seems like we're always struggling with the same stuff. And one of the things that God is showing me clearly through these scriptures is that, yes, it's good to talk to people. Yes, it's good to counsel. Yes, it's good to do all kinds of things that we can get help in. But there is something that we need to do, which is look up to heaven and say, Lord, clothe me with your power. Say power in Jesus' name. It's dynamite power. But that power, remember the, the two connections, it's power and the, the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit and it's power. There is a connection there. Holy Spirit, the word holy means set apart. It means sacred. 
It means special. It means it's not common. It's holy. You, you treat it in a special way. Uh, when I was a kid and I went over to my grandparents' house, they loved me. They fed me. They gave me the best Christmas present. But there was one thing that I could not do at my grandparents' house. I would run in, and before I jumped on the couch, I said, Oh, you don't touch those couches. Those are for guests. No one sits in those couches. You sit over here in these other ones because these are special. These were set apart. And when special guests came in, I would look and kind of like longingly like, they're going to get to sit in the nice chairs because those were set apart. Say set apart. The word holy means set apart. And here's the deal. The spirit of God is different than any other spirit. God's spirit is sacred. It is different than anything else that you've experienced. I was talking to a young person not too long ago who was telling me, that they had gotten involved in some things. They had gone online on the internet and seen some things that they knew they shouldn't have seen. And so I, as I was talking to them, I was trying to get to the bottom of some things and I, I said, no, when, you, when, when, when it was starting to happen that you knew that you could potentially start seeing some things that you knew you shouldn't see, did you feel a little something? And they said, you know what, I felt like I, I felt something like, like what I was doing. I, I kind of wanted, it was like a hide, like a shame thing. And I, did you feel that? I said, listen, you felt that because when you're walking into darkness, it's a different spirit. Are you with me? There's a different feeling. It, whenever, anytime there's sin involved, there's shame, guilt, condemnation, hiding, especially when there's sin of any kind of sexual nature. People go into hiding. They're so ashamed of it. But the Spirit of God, when God comes into your life, He shines the light brightly and you're able to stand and He starts taking the shame and He starts taking the guilt and the condemnation and not because we're perfect, but because what He has done for us and as Sister Megan shared earlier, no longer do we have to say, I'm not worthy anymore. He says, no, come here, I'm going to give you a hug. I'm, you're with me now. You're my son. There's no shame with the Holy, Sacred Spirit of God. Amen? So holy means sacred. Spirit, uh, another way to translate it is wind or breath. And so we could translate Holy Spirit as the set-apart sacred breath of God, the set-apart sacred wind of God. How many need the sacred spirit of God in your life? Amen? Because it has power. And so Holy Spirit is the next fill in there. Holy Spirit. It means set-apart sacred, and spirit means wind or breath. This power comes from on high. This power from on high is available to you. That's good news. And this power comes as we are filled with God's Holy Spirit. And we come to then the text in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And here's what I want to spend the rest of our time together. But you, turn to the person next to you and say, you, he's talking to you. Just tell him. Coach, he's talking to you. Carol, he's talking to you. Amen. Amen. Sister India, he's talking to you. But you will receive what? Say power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And I wanted to talk to you about this because one of the things that I see over and over again, again, is people knowing what to do, understanding what God says, understanding that they need to live a different life, but lacking the power to do it. 
You guys know my food struggles? I know it's diet and exercise. I don't have a problem with knowledge. I have a problem with power. And even the Lord's showing me in these days, Lewis, I want to give you power to say no. Somebody said, it's so hard. I was talking to someone recently. It's so hard sometimes to, to say no to the things of the world. And I say, yeah, absolutely. It's very hard to say no sometimes. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I want you to think about this. Jesus goes into the desert because the Holy Spirit sends him to the desert. This is the Son of God, the Christ. And the Bible says that while he's there, Satan comes to tempt him. And you're familiar with this story. Excuse me, but I want you to, I want you to hear this. Jesus had been fasting how long? Anybody know? 40 days. Anybody fast? Other than Sister Dolores, anybody fasted for 40 days? I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> 40 days is a long time. Bless the Lord. You know, I like to fast a meal or two. 24 hours? What? Lord, have mercy on me, right? Jesus had been fasting 40 days. Now, I'll just tell you this very quickly. When I fast, for, when I'm obedient to God, when I feel like he's calling me to fast, and I fast for a day, I just feel, I feel like I can hear God better. And I'm not going to go into the details of that. It's just sometimes when we stop putting stuff in and we just stop and we allow the word to start flowing, something to start happening in us, clarity starts to come. Because, because we've stopped some other things and we've said yes to the Lord. And so Jesus did this for 40 days. So he was perfectly in tune with the Father. But here's what I want you to see. Satan comes to him. I want you to see this. He, Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, 40 days of fasting, he spiritually, he might, he might have been really hungry, and he was, but spiritually he was strong. And Satan comes to him and says, if you are the Son of God, turn this stone into bread. And here's what I want you to just think about with me. Here's what Jesus said. He said other things than this, so bear with me, and I would encourage you to look at it. I believe it's in uh, Matthew chapter 4. It's right there. You can take a look at it. But here's what Jesus says. Are you ready? He said, no. Now, he said other things, but, but, but he also said, no, I'm not going to do that. Then later on, Satan takes him to a, a very high temple and says, hey, throw yourself down. You're Jesus. You can do it. And here, Jesus, full of power of the Holy Spirit, 40 days of fasting. Jesus says again, he says, no. And then, and then Satan takes him and shows him all the, the, the kingdoms of the world and says, I'm going to give all of that to you if you will bow down and worship me. And again, Jesus says other things. Please hear me out. But one of the things he says to Satan is this. He says, no. Thank you, Adobe. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I should have given you a mic. He said, no. Right? Here's what I want you to see. Sometimes Holy Spirit power, like the power that was on Jesus, is required for you and I to say no. To say no. Yes, to say yes to the things of God. And to, but, but, but Jesus needed that power to say no. And if he needed it, so do you and I. How do we get this power? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Here's the next feeling. This power is so that you can be witnesses for Christ. So that you can be witnesses for Christ. So that you can be witnesses for Christ. Very interesting. Very interesting. As I was studying for today, the, the word in Greek, so the, the New Testament was written in Greek, FYI, it was not written in Spanish or in English, unfortunately. 
It was written in Greek. The New Testament was. And the word in Greek, the original word for witness, is the word martaos or something like that. It's the word, the root word for martyr. You ever heard of the word martyr? Martyrs were people in the early church that said, I believe in Jesus, I stand for him. And the government was against Christians and would say, you must say you renounce Christianity, that you don't love Jesus. And the martyrs or witnesses, are you with me? They would stand in the power of the Holy Spirit and they would say, I am not going to renounce Jesus. I'm going to, even if I have to give my life, I'm going to stand as a witness for Jesus. So I want you to see that these martyrs were not just people that just, well, they just didn't know what was going on. No, no. They were full of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, they were full of the power of God. And that's how men and women could stand before the emperor of Rome and say, we will not deny Jesus no matter what you tell us to do. We're going to stand for Christ. And they spoke. When they spoke, they spoke with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so the Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Now, my prayer for us, we live in a free nation. Up until now, it's free. Amen? We pray it stays free. There are many nations around the world right now where if you say Jesus Christ is Lord and you do not renounce that, they'll take you and they will kill you. Oh, they'll take you and put you to prison. Just so that you know, that is happening now. And in countries where that is happening now, countries in some Asian countries, some Middle Eastern countries, where people are standing and saying, Jesus Christ is Lord, you would think that if the government was rounding Christians and killing or imprisoning them, the normal person would say, well, that's a way to get rid of the Christians. But in those countries where people are being martyred for Christ, Christianity is growing. Christianity is exploding. You know why? Because people would rather live for the real God and experience something real, experience Holy Spirit power, than live our entire lives just watching Netflix, listening to music, never doing anything great in our lives because we were weak, we succumbed to the powers of this world. No, no, no. These people in these countries are saying, no, we have Holy Spirit power, and I'd rather die standing for the name of Jesus than live my entire life for things that are temporary, things that at the end of the day, when you and I die, loved ones, we're not going to be able to take Disney Plus with us. We're not going to be able to take... I have a, a, a box full of comic books that I love. And someday to a, a, a worthy person, I will pass them on. But you know what? I'm not going to be able to take those... At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I said, Pastor, you read comics? Yes, please pray for me, okay? Pray for me. But, listen. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you so that you can speak in tongues, so that you can prophesy, so that you can, you can perform all these gifts. Here's my answer. Yes, and. Yes, and. Listen. So that you can be witnesses for Christ. We can stand and say, I'm not going to denounce you. When I was in the hospital with Joanne, there was a man that came to speak to me to tell me why what 
Joanne was experiencing was happening. If you don't know the story, my late wife Joanne, about six years and some months ago, she passed away in the hospital uh, during childbirth, giving birth to our, our, our second child, Sarah. And there was a, a, a man who, who I think he meant well. He was, trying to, he was trying to explain why what was happening was happening. And he was trying to make sense of it. And at some point, I had to stop him and say, you know what, we've got to, I, I, we, don't, we can't rationalize everything that happens. Can I just say, not everything that's happened in your life, we can rationally understand perfectly. Amen? You know, some things just don't make sense. People still ask me today, Pastor, why do you think that God allowed her to die? And my, my, my pastoral, very wise answer is, I don't know. But here's what I do know. There's a man named Job in the Bible, and he said these words. He said, Though God slay me, I'm still going to trust him. Amen. If, I, if nothing makes sense, I'm still going to trust him. And I have to come to the point, and maybe you've come to this point in your life, and if you haven't, I pray that you do, where if nothing is going right and you don't understand what's happening, that you can say, God, I don't understand, and I'm in pain, but I'm still going to trust you no matter what. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us to be witnesses, even in difficult situations. So what do I do? I'm going to look at these feelings right quick. The power is so that you can be witnesses for Christ. A witness, listen, puts their hope in Jesus. A witness puts their hope in Jesus. It takes the Holy Spirit to bring hope for us. We talk about being a church that we're, 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 this can be a place of hope. A place where people can belong. A place where people can find their purpose. That's our goal. And through the Holy Spirit, we believe that you and I, we can find hope. This community can find hope. And a witness puts their hope in Jesus. A witness, listen, shares Jesus. A witness is someone who testifies to what Jesus has done. A witness shares what they have seen. You ever seen a witness and on, the, on, the, on the stand in a courtroom? They're just sharing what they saw. They're sharing what they experienced. Here's the deal. You cannot be a witness to something that you have never experienced. And my prayer for you and for myself is that we have a Holy Spirit experience that we can stand as witnesses to share of what we've seen and experienced in our lives. Amen? A witness is willing to give their life for Jesus. Here's the next steps. Somebody asked Peter, what do we do? How, how do we get this Holy Spirit? How do we get uh, reconciled with God? What do we do? Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Uh, Pastor, what, do you, what baptism? What we just saw here this morning, amen? Be baptized. If you are here and you've not been baptized, I'm going to encourage you. We're going to leave this baptistry up till next week. And just so that you know, I have th this morning was really warm and really hot. So it's a really nice water. But if you are wanting to be, if you've never repented and been baptized, you have an opportunity to do so next week. And here's the cool thing. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Oh, listen to this. And you might receive. Oh, no. You will receive. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pastor, I need power. I need transformational power. I need to say no to some things. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. How do you do that? Repent. 
be baptized and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I shared last week while I was preaching on, on the baptism that in the Bible, Jesus, through his work, through the Holy Spirit, some people were baptized in water first, then they received the Spirit. Some people were received the Spirit first, then they were baptized in water. Listen, God is no respecter of persons. God will do what God does. Amen? But in terms of a process, you say, Pastor, what's the process? We're just following what the Apostle Peter says here. Repent and be baptized, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So number one, repent. Number two, be baptized. Number three is receive. Receive. Have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the power that you want to give to each and every one of us. And I pray even now in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone here who's feeling like they just can't connect with God, they can't get over the hump, they can't break through the things that are always attacking them, I pray in Jesus' name that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying to us, that we will receive your Holy Spirit, that we will repent, be baptized, and allow you to fill us to overflowing so that we can be witnesses that bring hope, witnesses that share your message, witnesses that are willing to give our lives for something greater than ourselves, and that's you, Jesus. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen.